from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hope you're all having yourselves a tremendous morning this morning. We've been having some fun here on the show, as we always do on a Friday. I mean, we have fun every day. The annoying moment of the week is one of those signature pieces, though, where I get to really uh, have myself uh, a nice open-air conversation about anything. So, you know, it's always a good time to get out there and and, you know, to, to tell some stories. And we got to do that here this morning. And to tell the story that we're about to tell, I'm extremely excited about this. Marywood University is my alma mater. Uh, MU Courtside is something that I started in 2003, and it's carried all the way through. It's connected to men's and women's basketball. And with that connection, I got to meet, you know, Eric Grunman and, and Tara Machaco over the years, which led to Enrico Mastriani and, and Gabby Holko and I am so, so honored and so excited. I mean, I would cover this team and, <clears throat> and have Enrico on the show if they were 0-16. I, I would have them on no matter what. But to see the amount of success that this team has had means the world to me. And because I own my own business and I'm my own boss, I could do whatever I want. So if I want to have Enrico on, I can have Enrico on, which is great about it. They're 14-6 and overall. They're 6-1 and in their first season in the Atlantic East. The Atlantic East is a new conference to NCAA Division Three. They're 8-1 and at home. They're 4-4 four and four on the road, 2-1 and one on neutral ground. Beautiful information all across the board. And with that being said... I'm very happy to have Enrico Mastriani on the broadcast. Enrico, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I'm doing very well. And Enrico, I got to ask you, I know, I know you're married and you got a good one there, but did you ever have anybody put your life on the line like you heard mine a couple minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, probably not to that extreme. Uh, that, was, uh, that was a frightening story. I, I feel for you. you know, um, yeah. we've, we've all had our... our mishaps in the past i'm sure but uh yeah that that was a little bit too much i, I wouldn't be able to bear that one either yeah wait what you know falling asleep in the car when you have a co-pilot you have the co-pilot so you don't fall asleep you don't have a co-pilot that goes i was just hoping we were both gonna die <laughs> you know it's not enrico i wouldn't be here today if there wasn't a god out there god was in the car because there was there was god i'm pretty sure the devil was there but you know if yeah. <laughs> somebody saved my life that day well, it goes back to the theory. Everything happens for a reason, right? And uh, you know, I, I'm sure it was meant for us to be talking this morning. So I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy that I didn't <laughs> I didn't lose my life in that car that day, so that we could talk today and have some fun. So bring me into what's what's going on with this team. I mean this this has been a tremendous start to the season, the best start best start ever for. Marywood Pacers men's basketball. You're 14 and six. You're six and one in the conference. You have sole first place of the Atlantic East Conference. Just, I mean, you haven't been there that long. You you came in with a mission, and now you are a part of history already with Marywood men's basketball. Just what that feels like, and what you could say about it. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's an awesome feeling. Uh, you know, we, we try not to focus on what we're doing until we're done doing it, but it's hard not to. You know, it's hard to ignore what's going on. Um, but for our guys, we, we've kind of kept the mantra that all we're focused on is the next game. That's the most important one because it's next on the schedule. And I really uh, have to just give all the credit to the players. I mean, they're, they're unbelievable in how, you know, the way this season started, it was really hard to tell whether or not they they were going to buy in or whether they were going to realize the potential that they had. Um, and it probably, I would say, in the last two, maybe three weeks, it's really started to click. I think, honestly, our first conference game ever, you know, at home against Wesley. And, uh, you know, ironically, we play them tomorrow uh, on the road. But it was our first conference game at Marywood. And it was a battle. I mean, a brutal fight. To the end, uh, you know, we, we scored a ton of points, didn't play a lot of defense, um, but, you know, the fact that it was us against them and not, uh, you know, us against us, and uh, that was the first part, you know, first point in the season where I felt like if we could keep that going and keep that mentality, it was going to be something special. And when we look at, you know, how, how this team has progressed and what this team has done, like you said, you know, that, that first game against Wesley to start things off, and now you have Wesley on the road in Dover, Delaware, this Saturday, February 2nd, to, to start off the Atlantic East play against them at home and win that game 101-94, to and then to see where the team is at right now. You know, Marywood has had some positive moments in the past, but typically <clears throat> there's a lot of adversity with the men's basketball team, and there's there's the positives, but then there is, you know, between playing for example, playing a team like Wesley that you have played and then playing them again a few games later, there's there's usually a lot of strife in between. You have not had that strife. You've gone 5-1 and one amidst all of that. So just what you can say about starting off the Atlantic East strong and keeping that momentum going all the way throughout. Yeah, uh, again, I think that our, our players, I, I think we have some of the best players in the conference. Obviously, I'm, I'm biased, but, uh, you know, you look at our, our roster, our depth, I mean, on any night we could go, you know, 10, 11, 12 guys into the lineup and, and not skip a beat. And, uh, you know, it's credit to our staff for the recruiting efforts that we've made over the last few years. Uh, definitely to the players that have been in the in the program and, and continue to get better every year. Uh, you know, they're committed to it. They're focused on it. You know, something that historically I think, um, you know, consistency had been the problem before and, and guys kind of, coming in a year or two and moving out and and cycling in new guys and and we've avoided that where we're we're bringing in quality freshmen that are growing into quality juniors and seniors and now you know we're starting to realize the fruits of the that labor but um the conference is a, a grueling conference i mean every night is a battle and you mentioned you know five and one yeah we had that one slip up and, and honestly it was a, it was a tough loss on the road at Immaculata and a game that, you know, as a program, uh, I think we needed at that moment, you know, we were kind of feeling ourselves a little bit and it's, it's natural. It's normal. I mean, these are 18 to 22 year old guys, you know, they're not, they're not really uh, familiar with that yet. And, and Marywood certainly has not been familiar with this position before. So to try to learn how to, how to maintain that and keep it, you know, under control, keep it poised is, is tough. So that, that one loss on the road, I think, kind of helped reevaluate things for us and get us back on track. 
Speaking here with Enrico Mastriani, head coach of the Marywood Pacers men's basketball program, my alma mater. The team is 6-1. and one. I know it hasn't been officially announced in the Atlantic East, but it's rather safer to say, potentially, that you already have clinched a postseason berth. Just what you could say about that. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would bet that that's probably accurate. Um, you know, there, most teams have played eight conference games. Uh, we've only played seven. Uh, you know, with six wins, I think uh, last place team in the conference is Newman. They only have one win. So, you know, for them to, they would never be able to surpass the, the six win total uh, with only five uh, five games left. So, so yeah, that, that should actually uh, be accurate. And, I mean, it's amazing thinking about things like where we've come, Dan. I, I know you and I have spoken over the last four years, and you mentioned it. You'd have me on if we were 0-16. Well, there were some years that we were close to that, you know. Yeah. Um, we, uh, you know, we've, we've had a gradual progression year after year, gotten better every year. Um, the support that we get from administration, from the university community is, is tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I've been telling the guys for three years, if you win, they'll they'll keep coming, and uh, we're doing that. And our, our home games now, it's it's raucous in the gym. It's it's rowdy, and, and the crowd is alive and electric, and it's uh, it's a great feeling, great experience. Yeah, to to be in your first season six and nineteen, and then five and twenty, you won eleven games over the first two seasons combined. This year, you already have fourteen wins and twenty tries. Just what that says about where the program is heading. Well, we're headed up, uh, you know, and, and I think that's the, the thing I've been trying to express to uh, our players, which I, I don't really have to do that anymore. I think that's the, the one beauty of it is these guys that are in the program now, there, there's few and far between that were a part of that, you know, that uh, five and six or five and 20 and uh, six and 19. I, there's only one or two guys that actually experienced that. So to be able to say, you know, this is who Marywood is now is comfortable for us. Um, it's it's the outside factors that we still have to educate. You know, the, the people around us that still think of Marywood as, you know, the, I guess, the, the lying rug in the conference. You know, that's, that's not who we are anymore, and, and everybody's going to have to get used to that. Uh, we were picked preseason tied for last place in this conference, and right now we own sole possession of first. And when you see that, like you said, when when there's that treatment that Marywood University, you know, that some people consider Marywood to be a doormat and, and pick you to finish last in the conference to see that you have sole possession of first place, obviously you have to keep that, you have to stay the course, you have to keep doing your work and, and, and keep your focus on the here and now. But just what that does for you and what it does for the guys on the team and what it does for the coaching staff to have that chip on your shoulder to come into the season to know that there is no expectation for this team. Well, you know, every every coach, every team has bulletin board material. I mean, we, we hang things up. We let the guys know. And uh, preseason, you know, it was pretty clear to us that, you know, nobody really thought we were going to be anything special. Um, we had different plans, and we've come out and executed that. I think a lot of it has to do with our, our seniors. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to call them uh, you know, a graduate student, uh, not a super senior, but, you know, he's in his fifth year. Uh, Jeremy Ringland, who is, uh, you know, our center, he's been a rock for us for the last few years and, uh, you know, almost didn't play this year, decided that he wanted to play very late in the uh, preseason in October. Now, we had already been training to go to Toronto. Um, you know, Jeremy was convinced he wasn't going to play that fifth year and 
uh, he's doing grad school. He's working part time. He's an RA. He's he's doing a lot of things that was hard for him. And when he decided to do that, we all kind of felt like, okay, now we're now we're going to be able to to get this done. We already had a lot of talent, you know, with with Tip Swartz, Thomas Swartz, our our senior captain, who is an electric player. I mean, he can just do a lot of things, and and teams account for him in many ways. Try to take him away in every game, and you know, sprinkle in some some of our sophomore class that you know we recruited so hard uh those guys that have played a ton of games for us so far and 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 some transfers that we brought in this year particularly Jaden Roden from Toms River North uh New Jersey and Jaden was a, a kid we recruited out of high school and ended up going division 2 and uh we were fortunate he didn't uh you know unfortunately for him but fortunate for us he didn't have a great experience at his previous school and decided he wanted to come back and, and join us. And, you know, it takes a lot of things to make this work. So it's just kind of, it's amazing how, how much has to go right for you. And you need a little bit of luck along the way. We've been fortunate. Speaking here with Enrico Mastriani, Marywood men's basketball head coach for the Pacers, my alma mater and MU courtside, my baby, having that coverage, having that connection. I mean, I've always had that connection to men's and women's basketball at Marywood. You came into it and from, I don't know, three minutes of you being in the building, you and I started talking. What is it about year three? Because here in Syracuse, we're seeing, you know, Dino Babers kept talking about, you know, by year three, we're going to do this. By year three, we need some time. And they get to 10 wins in, you know, they get 10 wins in, in 13 tries. They win a bowl game. They go to a reputable bowl game late in December. In your case, three years, you know, you start off six and 19, five and 20, then you get 15 and 11. You have a winning record. Now you're 14 and six in year four. What is it about year threes? Is it, is it just the reality of time it takes for a coach to really implement a plan? How would you assess that? Well, what it is really, it's all about recruiting. Um, You know, you you figure your first year you're coming in and and you kind of have to, you know, you have to shuffle the deck a little bit because those players really, you know, you hate to use the term aren't yours, but they didn't come to play for you. You know, there, there's a disconnect there or a difficulty, I guess, a challenge in, in trying to make that connection, that relationship um, where they had perception of what it was going to be like to be a, a Marywood men's basketball athlete. And <clears throat> as a coach with maybe a different intention, it's not exactly what, you know, they thought it was going to be. It didn't didn't turn out that way. And uh, so you, you shuffle some guys in and out. Um, but you're recruiting and, you know, you bring in a class. And and then you have another year of recruiting. And, and so you're going to take some lumps along the way until you start bringing in those guys that are all 100% bought in and, and on the same path to success that you've envisioned as a coach and as a staff. Um, you know, we last year we got there. I, I think that's the thing. It. it I remember being in that locker room at at Rosemont that last game of our season, our playoff loss at Rosemont, and I remember telling the guys, you know, look, every program has to go through this, right? We can't just be champions right away. You kind of have to go through this. So we went through some tough times. We went through making playoffs and, and having a playoff loss to now learn, hopefully, if we get back to playoffs, how to secure a win. You know, hopefully that's the next step. And every year as a program, you you just take that next step. And, you know, like I said, I'm just really grateful and blessed to have the the players and the the drive and motivation that they have because, you know, if they don't want it, it isn't going to happen. And that's just – that's the truth in anything. So I want to I want to you know give it up to your staff as well, Enrico, uh, for Chris and and Gary, Zachary, Joseph, just what you could say 
about the staff going kind of, you know, person by person here and just what they have done to help really build this Marywood men's basketball program into what it is right now, which is having more success in one season than they've ever had in their existence. What can you say about your staff? I think that's the other piece to the puzzle, right? Is uh, you got to have a great staff. You got to have a great support system. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I mean, you know, I tell the guys all the time, without the staff that we have, we're not here. You know, and I know that. And, uh, you know, it's my job to put that group together, but it's their job to execute the direction. And, uh, you know, Chris Stefalo, you mentioned, just monster on the recruiting trail. I mean, he, he has committed so much time and effort and energy to this. It's gotten us these great players that are in here helping us achieve this success. Um, can't say enough about what he's given up and what he's done to help us. Um, Joe Piccarello, those two guys, Chris and and Joe, have been with me from the start. And and Pick originally was just going to be a volunteer, and and you know he was going to film some practices. Uh, you know, it was it was one of those things we weren't really thinking it was going to develop into too much. But in that first year, we were a little shorthanded, and he stepped up big time. And and ever since, he's kind of been our lead scout and. You know, he helps me a lot with, with strategy and game plan and, uh, you know, X and O stuff. And, I mean, he's just a, a brilliant, brilliant basketball mind. Um, Gary Isaacson, you mentioned, Gary came on the staff last year with us. Uh, you know, wealth of experience, veteran guy, um, you know, kind of a, a mentorship attitude, fatherly attitude with the guys. Uh, they look up to him. They, they have laughs with him. Um, he can get stern with them, and they respond to all of it. And, uh, you know, he's been very helpful in trying to get the guys in the right frame of mind to compete. Finally, you know, Zach Bruner, um, can't say enough about Zach. I mean, he came in to start the year as a, as a grad assistant for our athletics department with the intention of helping out with our program. Um, we realized how invaluable uh, Zach was to the staff, and, and we, we made sure that we were going to have a commitment to have him on the staff. So, um, he's been tremendous. He's my right-hand man in the office all day long. He spends his whole day there um, every day. He's taking grad classes at night. He's recruiting for us. He's writing up scouting reports. He's training the guys. I mean, can't say enough about what he's done for us in his first year. That coming from Enrico Mastriani. As you get prepared for the rest of the Marywood Pacers men's basketball regular season here, I want to take a look at what's left on the docket. As we know, we're, we're speaking here live on February 1st, uh, Friday, February 1st. On Saturday, February 2nd, you'll be at Wesley College, and you'll be going up against a team where it all started in your run in the Atlantic East so far. Then you'll be on the road at Newman, and then you're home for back-to-back games, Marymount and Immaculata, and then you're on the on the road at Gwen and Mercy. Just what you can say about these last five games in the regular season coming up for you and, and just the level of competition that you have here. Yeah, I think I already said it. It's grueling. I mean, every, every night is a battle, and every team can win. I mean, I, I think that's the thing about the reason we formed this Atlantic East Conference, and I'd be remiss not to mention that uh, the Atlantic East Conference pegged our game against Wesley this Saturday at three as the Atlantic East game of the week. So it's the feature game of the week. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a few extra um, social media posts and such about the game. So stay tuned for that. But the, uh, you know, the conference is tough and every game on the schedule is, is a battle. I mean, it's an uphill battle. It's, you know, you have to almost nearly be perfect to win. And uh, we haven't been perfect 
in every game and we've still won, which, you know, as a coach is great, but it scares me a little bit. And so, you know, when we, uh, we beat Cabrini last, uh, this past Wednesday, I mean, you know, there were moments in that game where we could have put it away and we didn't, our defense kind of faltered a little bit towards the end. So those are the things that, you know, if you have to analyze or scrutinize, you know, scrutinize anything, that's what I do as a coach is I overanalyze and, you know, a win's a win they say, but you know, I'd rather have a, a near perfect win if we can. That coming from Enrico Mastriani. Enrico, before I let you go, you know I love to do this, put you on the hot seat, but you get to put me on the hot seat for rapid fire. So let's wrap, Let's see if we can get three apiece out of this one. It's live radio. I have no idea what you're going to say. I'm going to let you start. What do you got? You're going to let me start. Oh, I'm going to let you okay. start, yeah. All right. Uh, oh. Dream car. Your dream car, Dan. My dream car. It would probably... It has to be some, you know, I, I would always say a Jaguar, but it has to be some type of a convertible because I see myself, you know, driving on those, you know, the, the side of the mountain out in California and you want to have that, like, I don't know, maybe like a Maserati or something at this point. <laughs> maybe I'd have to do that. I'm, I'm with you on the Jag. That's actually my, that's, that's yours. Uh, that's on my, it's on my list. It's on my list. I'll put it that way. All right. Um, Fair enough. My, I got I got one for you here. We're going to go back and forth. So my first one for you is, since I told, and I like to tell them on the show, do you have any crazy friend or ex-girlfriend story that you can share with us? <laughs> um, <laughs> boy, I got to be careful on this one. <laughs> um, I, I have a crazy friend story I'll share with you. Okay. Um, so we had, uh, I, I went to Penn State, as you know, um, and every weekend was basically a party weekend for all my friends who lived in Scranton still. And they would come out and visit us every weekend. It was religious. It was uh, Penn State home football weekends. Whether they were on a bye, didn't matter. Everybody was coming out. So literally on the weekend, we would have 20 plus people sleeping in our apartment. Um, and one of our friends who, you know, was kind of a, uh, fly off the handle guy, uh, you know, funny and, uh, you know, at the same time dangerous. <laughs> um, he, he would honestly, the guys would tell me that he would drive the car sometimes with his teeth on the steering wheel. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> just, just so amped up and couldn't wait to get down here and, and have a, have a great weekend. And I mean, the, the ridiculous things that, that he would do were just, uh, it was sometimes frightening, but it was hilarious to look back on. Oh, maybe I had my teeth on the steering wheel that night. I don't remember. <laughs> what is your second question for me? Um, favorite favorite restaurant in Scranton when you were a student here? Where did you eat? Oh, man. Oh, boy. I would say, damn. I got to pick the first place I ever went to. It's got to be Cooper's. Oh, nice. It's yeah. got to be Cooper's. It's the first place that my dad ever took me. You know, small uh small connection there i uh i went to school with the owner ryan uh he and i were friends in grade school so uh and he's he's a big supporter of ours now he's helped us out with some of our fundraising events so great spot there i'm glad glad to hear that oh shout out to ryan he needs to uh co-sponsor the show he needs to sponsor the show that's what he needs to do <laughs> we, maybe we could do a live broadca- broadcast at cooper's there you go we need to do that we need to do something at cooper's <laughs> i like that my question for you is, hmm, let me think here. Where, okay, if you and I were going on a, on a trip, just you and me, guys trip for the weekend. Okay. And, and there's no cameras, there's no recording of it, where are we going? 
There's no proof that we went. Where are we going to go? Oh, wow. Um, We're off the grid. I mean, you know, I'm hometown biased. I'm going to say Cleveland. All right, we're going to Cle- you're going to bring yeah. you're going to bring me on a, on an undocumented trip. We're going I'm to gonna, Cleveland. I'm going to show you Cleveland inside right. and out because I think it gets a bad rap and I think you need to see the truth. All right. What what would I see in Cleveland? <laughs> uh, we start at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for sure. Okay. And uh, probably uh, you know, maybe maybe a little boat tour on the Cuyahoga. Um, do a uh, you know, check an Indians game in the summer, maybe. I think that's that's always a great, on a fireworks night, by the way. You got to go on a Friday night when there's fireworks. So, you know, there's a lot to do and a lot to see. Um, Natural History Museum. Um, little Italy. Great Little Italy in Cleveland. So, yeah, there's a lot to see and do out there. And we could always go to, you know, well, there won't be any more of them because it looks like they'll be okay, but we can't. I would say we, we could have gone to the winless parade for the Browns, but I don't think there's going to be one anymore. I'll tell you what, maybe there'll be a Super Bowl parade this year, Dan. We might have oh, to do that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield, we'll see. What's your final question for me? Um, final question. Okay. If you could – I know you cover Syracuse and, and the Jags and, and that. If you could cover any professional sports team – as their beat reporter or, you know, inside locker room access, et cetera, who would that be and why? The Toronto Raptors, because I have been a fan since they were talking. I've been a fan of the Raptors since they announced they were coming into the NBA in 95. So, wow. And it's a, it's an easy, it's a 45-minute plane ride for me, and uh, I know some people out there already, so, and I'm already connected in a way, so I would definitely. That's one of the things that's on my bucket list is that I want to start reporting a little bit for the Toronto Raptors a little bit more. That's so. awesome. Well, you know, I have a friend on the staff there, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah, we took the team to Toronto for fall break, and we actually had inside access to their practice facility. Brought the guys in and showed them around, and uh, you know, it was it was a really cool experience for our team, and and uh, very much appreciative for my friend to to help us out with that. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that's tremendous. I think that that's that's great. So we got a connection there. That's good. Yeah. So my final question for you, Enrico Mastriani, is if you could have a last meal, and it could be anything, what would your last meal consist of? If you were if you were at the Last Supper, looking down the table with Jesus, which obviously they all that for some reason they all sat in like the back of a restaurant where they had to be up against the wall for some reason. It was like an Italian restaurant. You always have to face the door. <laughs> so what would you have as a last meal? Um, you know, the, the primary course would be filet mignon, for okay. sure. Okay. Um, you know, put put a side of uh, mashed potato and uh, some green beans and, and probably a, a side dish of, uh, of some uh, angel hair pasta. I like it. The angel hair, that's that's the selling point. My grandmother always made that. So Yeah, that was my dad's favorite too. So that's awesome stuff. So that coming from Enrico Mastriani. They have plenty more life here and a lot to do. They are setting records in the history for Marywood men's basketball, but they are not done yet. The focus is on Wesley and Wesley and then from there it's game by game. Enrico, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for being a consummate professional. And thank you for staying the course, believing in your dream, doing things the right way, because you are showing people that you can reap benefits and have a positive outcome 
when you do things the right way. So keep doing it. Dan, I really appreciate it. And, and just real quick before we get off, I want to give a, a big shout out to you. I know, I know I've said this and I, I tell all of our alumni this, and I want to make sure you all understand it's what we're doing and what we're experiencing is not just about us. And uh, we had at our, our one game against Gwinnett Mercy, we had some alumni in the stands. And, you know, I brought those guys in the locker room after the game because I, I think it's important for everybody to understand that those that went before us are just as much a part of our success and, and just as much as those that will come after us. So we preach that to the guys. It's about legacy. And some guys had to lay the foundation for us to get here and, and be able to experience what we're doing right now. Oh, definitely appreciate that and appreciate everything that you're doing at Marywood. So keep doing it and, and stay stay focused, stay strong, and do what you got to do this weekend, and we'll talk after that. Sounds great, Dan. Thank you so much. Have All a right. great day. You too. Take care. All right, man. Bye. See ya. That coming from Enrico Mastriani once again. Enrico Mastriani, the head coach of the Marywood men's basketball team for the Pacers. The team is on pace of setting it. They've already set history. Best start that they've ever had. 14-6 and six overall is the team right now. They're 6-1 in the Atlantic East. They're at sole possession of first place and all but clinched up a playoff berth inside of the Atlantic East. So appreciate all the work that they're doing. So many great things. Go out and see the games, folks. They're in Dover, Delaware. Then they're in Pennsylvania for their last four games of the regular season and then a hopeful postseason in the Atlantic East and from there hopefully in the NCAAs. So continue to support your Marywood Pacers. Buy your gear. Go out to Marywood University. Take the ride to Scranton. If you're in central New York, it's only two hours away. So make sure you head over there and show them some love. I'll be down there soon enough. Thank you to Enrico Mastriani. Thank you to everybody that listened. We set a record today with the amount of people that listen into this interview. I can see the statistics as we go. We set an all-time record today with the amount of people that were listening in. So thank you, because if I'm going to set a record, may it be with the people connecting with my alma mater that has my heart. So Marywood University, I loved you then, I love you now, and I'll love you tomorrow. Thank you for everything. We'll take a step aside here. When we come back, we're going to be live in studio with John and Jordan Newman. We're going to be talking Super Bowl. We're going to be talking about something I may be doing that Jordan's going to be proud of. Jordan and I are going to talk about, and we'll get we'll get John involved in, in this thing too, if he ever gets off his phone, my little 16-year-old princess but we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about college football versus the nfl and what people think is the best so they've got a lot of stuff coming up here a lot of fun it's fml it's friday morning live the moniker used to be a negative thing fml we made it a positive we're back on video you can watch us in studio on facebook.com backslash live now dt right after this fast break and you can continue to listen on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt the show is live monday through friday from 9 to 11 a.m on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt and wake up call dt.com is the home for everything we will talk with you in just a moment enrico you are a gem keep doing what you're doing and gabby holko and all the coaches there keep marywood proud i am so proud of each and every single one of you let's keep it going we'll be back right after this